God, I don't remember. I had a really odd question uh, come to mind the other day, and I have been waiting these many weeks to ask you a question. <laughs> many, okay. many weeks, many moons. Many moons. When was the last time you lost your wallet? Like lost as in to the point where you gave up the search, it's gone, start over. Uh, well, first off, I thought I lost my wallet like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but second off, I think the last time where I like truly lost my wallet and I was at my wits end was about five years ago. Uh, long story short, my wallet was one of those paper wallets and the design was made to look like graph paper. So it was really cool looking. And if you saw it on the ground, you might think, oh, look, it's just a piece of paper on the ground, which mm-hmm. is kind of why I liked it. But at the same time, at closer inspection, it's a wallet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was wearing uh, some shorts that had shallow pockets. Short shorts? And short shorts. Okay. No, actually, they were basketball shorts. So the shorts were pretty long, Ooh. but the pockets were short. It's danger. Yeah. And uh, I knew not to put my wallet in said pocket, but I was overcome with hunger and uh, grabbed the pizza, paid for the pizza, put my wallet in my pocket. And as I got into the car, that's that must have been the moment when it fell out. Oh, no. When I got back home. I realized it wasn't there. Checked the car. wasn't there. Obviously, I had it on me. So I, uh, I went back to the store, talked to the manager. She was dumbfounded. And trying to explain to them when they ask, what does it look like? Well, it looks like a piece of paper. Like, it, it doesn't really resonate. And uh, I was like, maybe I should show a picture of it to them. But anyways, it, it didn't really matter. I gave it maybe another 15 minutes. And then I just decided to call off the search. Most of the things that were in the wallet were replaceable. There were a couple of actual monetary bills, but... No, I'm not carrying $100 bills uh, every day, so I was fine. As you do. And uh, <laughs> as I do. Yeah, I don't do it every day. I only do it on Sundays, and this was a Tuesday, so it was okay. And so, yeah, that was the last time I lost my wallet. What about you? Why did this come up? It literally is just like a random question that hit my brain. Um, it was in high school. Uh, I had a clear wallet. Uh so whereas yours plastic, yours was paper, mine was plastic. I think someone stole it from my bus pass, if I remember correctly. I mean, mind you, it was like, I don't even think it was high school. I think it was middle school. The 90s, yeah. So you, you but, had a student bus pass. Yes. And yeah. someone kept my wallet for that, which is kind of like, okay, bud, but whatever <laughs> which is which is interesting too because as you say it wasn't even high school it was middle school what else would you have had in your wallet i mean maybe some lunch money but do you think oh no did you i have had, like i a, had next to nothing in that thing it was the, yeah, it was the bus exactly. pass and uh i don't even think i had a school id or anything it was nothing <laughs> um i will tell you i have lost money since then like i've i've learned uh it almost guaranteed if I have money in my pocket and I don't put the money in a wallet, I leave it just loose in my pocket, nine times out of ten, that money is gone and I have not spent it. <laughs> I wanna double back and try to visualize what you mean by a clear wallet. Was it like fully clear plastic and you could see through it? Yeah. 
Why did you get that wallet? Or was it a gift? Like, I don't gift. know. From a design standpoint. Okay. It was a gift. Then I'll, then I'll, it was then a I'll, gift I'll take a step. Poor. I'll I take didn't... a step back then. I'll take a step back then. <laughs> if it's a gift, I'm sure the gift giver was very appreciative of you actually using it. And um, also, it was like, I don't know, 2001? 2004? Uh, 2005? Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that it was a free wallet. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, free wallet that you lost. I did. I did. <laughs> and it was very sad. The wallets that um, abhor me till today, and I still see them, are the Velcro wallets. I just can't stand them. <laughs> I don't know why. But it, it, even in like movies, like I think I think uh, Zach Galifianakis' character uh, in uh, in um, I was gonna say Rush Hour, but in The Hangover, I think he had a fanny pack, which are coming back apparently, and uh, I, I think he also had a Velcro wallet. Like the the Velcro wallet, there's there's things from our childhood that we will be very nostalgic about. Um, like 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 the shoes that had the 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 you could pump the air in them. I don't know shoes. But they had the little air pump, yeah, so you button. would be able to be. Yeah, there's the, the the button was on the tongue of the shoe, and it would look like a basketball, and you press mm-hmm. it, and it put more air in your shoe, so you're lighter on it. I mean, when they bring that back, as they do every once in a while, it's kind of cool to see. You know, we see records every once in a while. Those are kind of cool to see. Um, both the wallet and the fanny pack that the wallet that has the Velcro and the fanny pack just in general, like those don't need to come back. (laughs) And, and I I think it's both a design choice. I never liked either of them. Okay. Um, So I, I'll, I'll agree and disagree. So for the Velcro, I'm just not a fan because it's loud, but the fanny pack is, it can be a really good utility item. Like you go to like your local amusement park you need someone to hold like the phones and stuff and you have that fancy little fanny pack. You don't have to like stash your phone somewhere, hold on to it when you're on the roller coaster. You have this zippable bag that can hold everything. It's great. It's fantastic. And they don't look that bad either. Like the newer yeah. fanny packs, if you wear them right and they look right, like they look nice. Okay. So that's the thing. That's the new thing now. The, the, uh, you you said you got to wear them right. The new thing is like wearing them like a bandolier, like your Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, well, among ha- among other ways of of wearing them, yes. Yes. Um. So to be funny, I we were g- not gifted, but we were given uh, Microsoft fanny packs for our job, and I did an event at Staples uh, just a few days ago, and I wore the fanny pack like that. Uh, and I will admit, I did find it quite useful to have the things out of my pockets. So I was actually a lot more free to walk around. Uh, the, the thing that I didn't like was when I needed to grab something, I had to rummage through the fanny pack to find it. And my keys are on a lanyard. And when I pulled my keys out, it also pulled out my wallet and my vape and all these other things like oh well, this isn't this is actually more more of an issue than anything else. So mm. I don't know. Going going back to the Velcro wallet, yeah, it's it's loud and I don't know. It's just it's kind of mean to say, but it it, it tells me of uh, like it, it's just it just seems like too simple. 
like I don't know like if if um granted certain people may need to use the use of, of velcro on their wallet and that's fine but the every average everyday person like just get a regular wallet but what I will say I do not like the money clips I can't do money clips like that those in style money clips the ones that have uh like two pieces of metal wrapped with rubber bands or are you talking yeah, about straight like that. up clips? Well, both. Because the the problem that I have with money clips in general, if you get the money clip that is attached to a leather pouch which will house all of your cards, uh, first off, because of how it's designed, you've you've pretty much cut in half how many cards you can have. Because at least with the wallet, you can put cards on side one and on side two. But with mm-hmm. the money clip pouch, there's only enough space for just one side. So at that point, you you have to decide, do I carry my insurance card with me everywhere I go? Or do I leave the Costco card at home and only bring it when I think I'm going to go to Costco that day? It's, it's, it's kind of one of those things. But the money clip side, the part of it, where you put the actual billfolds in, it's I feel like it's very pretentious. And also, it just, it in itself can only hold so much money as well, too. Whereas a wallet, I feel, because of, again, how it's designed, it can hold a lot more um, pieces of cash. Because you're mm-hmm. not folding it in into itself, but automatically folding layers of paper or whatever onto itself, you're minimizing uh, in, uh, by 50% of how much money you could actually bring with you. But yeah, like I've seen people pull out a money clip and they're like, these are all my 20s, these are all my 10s. Would you need two ones? Okay. Well, these, oh, what are these hundreds doing in here? I'm like, no, just shut up. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. Can you be I a normal person and use Apple so Pay, crazy. please? <laughs> what? Just use, just be a, be a normal new person. Just use Apple Pay and look cool that way. There you go. With your watch, too. That's one thing I wish my Android watch had, uh, which which is um, uh, it does have the functionality to work with Google Pay, but the watch itself has some weird, I, I don't want to call it a flaw or a bug, maybe it's just a learning curve that I'm not quite versed in, but I can't get it to completely speak to the Google Pay accounts that I have successfully set up. So I can use Google Pay to pay on my phone when I'm at, you know, uh, CVS or Target or something like that, but I can't get my watch to, to set it up in the same way. Unfortunate. Yeah, the, uh, the Apple Watch obviously can, you know, do Apple Pay, and it's the greatest thing because when we go to the local water park we can just take our watch with us and use it to uh pay for whatever small purchases you know rent the tubes or whatever um we don't need to bring any credit cards wallets cell phones any of that to the beach wait 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 wait. rent the tubes yeah they have the they have like these really big ones that they use for the slides and stuff and it's like two bucks so they don't just give them to you and then you give it back when you're done using the slide uh no because you use the one tube on like lots of slides and you can use it for whatever you want okay you said water park are you imagining a bunch of different slides or is this is this somehow connected to the beach 
as well too and like people might lose the tube in the ocean or 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 the, or the lake uh, I, I'm honestly trying to figure out why you have to rent these things every water park I've been to big and small they give it to you and then when you're done with every ride that has the tube availability you give it back and then you walk away I don't think I've ever had to rent the tube at a water park I've had to rent a tube at a beach or a, rather a lake and and then we lost the tube that was fun and that made sense <laughs> <Lost your> deposit <laughs> actually that's another story I can tell you some other time but um, yeah like so so you have multiple slides that accept the tube right but you still have to pay two dollars to, to use it for however long you want to use the tube for what if you use the tube and he's like okay we're done and then after snack time or lunch time you all agree oh let's go on this ride the line's super short you have to pay again yeah if you returned it but you can just oh hold my on god to it. i I feel like this isn't too foreign of a concept. Like, hey, if you're listening and you think I'm crazy, let us know. Quentin seems a lot more lo- level-headed here about this topic. I seem <laughs> a lot more hot-headed. So if you think I'm crazy, think I'm out of line, let me know. But I feel like Raging Waters, uh, there's another water park over here in Concord that is uh, connected to Six Flags. I forget what it's called. They, they, they've always like said... Here's a tube. You're like, yay. And then you use it. And you're like, okay, here you go. Bye. And you walk away. Um, a lot of the parks that I've been to, there are there's an abundance of tubes around the entrance. And then when you're done using the tube, at that slide, you leave it by the entrance. And then you walk away. And then the next people pick it up. And then they use it. And then the cycle continues. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. This, it, this is like a water park inside an amusement park but yeah you you pay for the tube rental and then you have it for as long as you want and no one can take it away from you and you can do whatever you want with it and then you just return it whenever you're done actually no that's not true no like if someone does take it from you let's just say you're looking elsewhere you're you're sitting down you're looking elsewhere and then someone gaffles it, and you look you look away. Someone gaffles it, and you're like, "Oh, I'm out of tube. Now I gotta go buy another or rent another tube." You just lost another I mean, two dollars there. They're pretty nice about that. I'm sure if someone actually did that, you could go back up and be like, "Hey, uh, someone was a jerk," and they'd be like, "All right." Does it help if they usually sell out of tubes in the day? You're asking me. Yeah, I've never seen the the. the the parks have never been out of tubes because the second somebody comes down the ride, they give up the tube. Right. But they're not in this situation. You're not like going down the ride and give up the tube. You go down the ride and hold on to the tube. I don't like the way that your park does it. I, I find it silly because there's <laughs> no, they like here. Here's the thing. When, when you go to a, like water park where they have different kinds of rides, some with tubes, some with different kinds of tubes, and some without tubes. Uh, this is the most amount I've ever said tubes. There are going to be times where you don't want to use the tube. You're going to want to use go to that ride over there, and it is a sans tube ride. And that means one of your friends has to be left behind to watch over all the tubes. 
Granted, you might have that somebody. I I think you and I both know a somebody that would be fine just babysitting the tubes while we go and have fun sans tubes. But it shouldn't be like that. Like it, it, it honestly should be like you go and you pay for the access to all the things that are available to you in this water park. And then you use them because you just paid for it. Now, I'm not saying food should be included. That's stupid. But the, the access, uh, it's, it's, like, it's like paying to get into Lagoon. And then you get to Cannibal. And they say, hello, to sit in this, in this seat, you must pay us $2. Like, why? Because you're taking up a seat. But when you're done, then, then uh, we'll give the seat to somebody else. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> make sense. I don't know what to tell you. I do not know what to tell you. It's 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 a norm here. Have you been to multiple water parks in in your state that do that? Not for a long time. I have not been to another water park. The question I'd have for you is: Do you have to pay? Like, okay, you go into Six Flags. Do you have to pay to get in the water park? Uh, yes. So there's there's a couple of options. You can either pay just for the water park or pay just for the standard amusement park. Right. Or but you can get the but the or, stock or you can pass get the bundled, does not does not come with access. The stock pass does not. But again, okay. you're, you're talking does about come with access here. Okay, that's kind of a difference because I mean you're if we're you're talking about Lagoon, right? Yeah. Okay, that's already. With all due respect, it's a smaller park than the parks here in California. And I think I think you would agree with that statement. Yeah. And so with that, from a budgetary standpoint and trying to make sure that they recoup any kind of loss, having to rent the tubes, it does make sense in that particular context. If that practice is done throughout your state and it's like a statewide thing, I would wonder why. Like if, if uh, unless all the other amusement parks in the state of Utah are very similar in size and caliber, then okay, then I, then that makes that makes sense. But I don't know, man. I mean, I've taken my daughter to a water park in this tiny town called Antioch, and they've got one ride that uh that that requires the tube and they have maybe i don't know 20 tubes and the line is super long but once you get your tube you get in you you get in you go down you're done you drop it off for the next person and and this is a very small water park as well too it's actually a public uh part of the public uh pool you know, public pool system that they have over there in Antioch. So fancy. If any, if anybody, well, that's the thing. It's it, the town of Antioch is not fancy. The town of Antioch is kind of girdle. Um, <laughs> well, so, we're being honest here. <laughs> if we're being a little honest here, uh, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, wouldn't be caught dead hanging out there too long. Uh, the town over Brentwood is beautiful. It's very nice. A lot of celebrities live there, but. Um, but yeah, at that particular water park, like it's only twenty bucks to get in, maybe even less, especially for the kids. And yeah, there's you don't have to pay for the uh, the tubes. What you do have to pay for 
are life vests. Like if you don't bring your own for the kids and you want to. Interesting. It's the opposite over here. Interesting. Oh, so your state cares about uh, keeping people buoyant. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. There we go. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) We found the yin to the yang. (laughs) There we go. So I was supposed to go camping last weekend. Again? Or glamping? (laughs) Regular camping. Okay. In a cabin. Okay. That's not camping. (laughs) No, it's not. That's not camping. Well, it's it's an easier generic term, but it's still, no, it's it's not camping technically, no. But... We were supposed to go up to a cabin. Um, didn't go. Uh, ended up having the car... Uh, I, breakdown is an understatement, I would say. Uh, it just died and wanted a ridiculous amount of money to fix it up. So what did you do? We ended up trashing that car and going with a new car. Hooray! Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. Super exciting. So... Wow. Um, but how new how new is the car? 19. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Okay, go uh, on. It just was we wanted something that would last and not we don't want to do like used like n- nothing against used obviously but like just we wanted something that had very little mileage on it and Sure. Yeah. Anyway, especially, it, it was better for are, us, you, but, are you are you going to use that for for work as well? Yes. Okay, yeah, so the low mileage, the better for you, for work. Yep. I'm Um, sure there's uh, bumper-to-bumper warranties and all that kind of stuff since it's new. Yeah, anyway, so something that it has, though, is it has this ability to track the car in front of you. Like, it has this adaptive cruise control thing. Have you seen this? Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. a, a lot of the newer cars have that. Yeah. Uh, like Subarus will have it. Some uh, some of the Toyotas will have it. I think Honda has it on some have of their models. Have you had the opportunity models. to drive something that has it? Uh, no, I have okay. not. So this is super cool. Like, Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So cool. So it'll track the car in front of you, and you can say, okay, I want to go 70 miles an hour. And it will say, okay, cool. We'll set you up for 70 miles an hour, but if it sees the car in front of you going slower, it will go slower. It'll it'll slow down to a point where uh, it won't it won't crash. No matter how slow that person get, they they can go to a stop, and your car will automatically all the way come to a stop. Wow, that good, huh? Yeah, super cool. Um, and I was hearing somebody else talk about this, and I wanted to bring the question to you: if you know how on the the back of your car you have all these different uh, uh, lights and like things that tell the car you know behind you oh I'm braking I am turning I have my lights on I have my lights off mm-hmm. um, all this stuff right yeah what would you say to a light that indicated to the driver behind you that your car was being AI controlled so like in an autonomous mode or something like that yeah. Autonomous yeah. or semi-autonomous, but telling the car behind you, hey, I the, the car is kind of driving itself. That's why you're seeing me give, you know, tons of lead between me and the car in front of me is because I my car is automatically doing this. I'm I'm not doing this. Well, I think like that kind of education is going to take a while. If you have 
any kind of autonomous car, or rather a, a car that has some sort of smarts with it, the average person isn't going to know that. Right. And the average person isn't going to know what that extra light is uh, unless the light, let's just say the, the light is like the letter, the letter I for intelligence and it lights up. And it's an agreed upon letter I, the same font and size, color across the board, all that all that fun jazz. And to you, it's like, oh, this is cool. So when people are behind me, they see the letter I. But it's gonna it's gonna take a while for people to uh, come to terms what that means. They, I don't know if they would look at you like you were being pretentious. That oh, look at me, I'm in a I'm in a smarter car than your car. But if your car was doing something strange, like you were merging with me and you were going a little bit too slow than I expect you to go uh, when you're getting off the off ramp or something like that. And I see that little letter I, even if I know what that letter I means, it's still going to give me uh, a sense of like irritation and frustration because like if your car is that smart... Why are you driving like a numbskull? So I don't know exactly if having an additional thing uh, to to let the person behind you know what your plan is, or rather what your car's plan is, mm-hmm. is going to help out at all. Um, but at the same time, like I said, it's going to take time. And this might be the issue for five or ten years. And then 20 years from now, it's just normal. Like how seatbelts are normal. You know, uh, right. back in the 50s, not normal, not required. You know, 50 years later, more, you know, however long, you know, 60 years later, obviously you wear it. And so having that letter I or having the the, the strip of green to say in autonomous mode, um, I, I, can, I can see that uh, being beneficial uh, as more and more cars start to get that. Yeah, it doesn't excuse people from being stupid drivers. It just would tell people like, hey, you notice how I'm giving more distance than you probably would. Well, that's because my car is in autonomous mode. And if you just follow me, like, you know that you can, my car is going to keep like I'm not going to be riding the person in front of me, causing this multi-car car pileup. Oh, you can't tell you can't tell under your tell people under your breath if you follow me, I'll get I'll get a, get you to your destination. I'll get to my destination the safest and the most efficient. You can't tell people how to drive. Like I know you're not telling people how to drive, but by saying hey, this computer is smarter than you and me put uh, put together. Um, and probably safer. Let's just do what the computer wants to do. No, f that. People like to drive because they want to have that control. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and a, a complete stranger and their computer to tell to tell me how uh, how I am riding their their butt a little bit too closely, or the complete opposite. If we're doing a zipper, and I am giving you too much space, and you're like, no, actually, you can move up just a little bit. Like, you know what? I don't need a backseat driver. I don't need a front seat driver. I don't need a bumper driver. I just need to drive. <laughs> get to where I'm going. <laughs> See, I think it'd be great because I, I feel like if I saw someone driving that was uh, 
just kind of holding true even with whatever's going on. I if I saw that it was autonomous, I'd be like, okay, I'll I'll leave them alone. They're not they're not doing it. You know why? The one. You know why you would f- you you would feel like that? Because you are you. You embrace the tech. You embrace what what the auto- autonomous um, algorithms and all that and all the AI does. Because you understand that it, it has gone through trials and tribulation. It has gone through all the testing and it has gone through all these like worst case scenarios. And it's decided I'm going to do this, and you get that. But the average driver doesn't get that. They don't care. They don't want autonomous cars. They just, you know, I mean, they, it's cool to ha- think of the idea of, you know, drive your Tesla and fall asleep and you still get to your destination. It's, it's funny and it's cool, but the reality is, like, our overall technology isn't there and people are scared of that. Mm. Well, that's the thing right now is it's it's semi-autonomous, right? It's not fully like fall sure. asleep like you're talking about. It's, it's hey, the car is going to maintain a certain specific set distance from the car in front of it. It's going to go to a, a certain specific speed. It's going to do all of this automatically. It's not going to drive itself. I mean, if there's someone swerving, I'm going to have to take over. If it loses the lanes, it's, I'm going to have to take over. But it's going to maintain certain aspects of it. I mean, I will. I will say there are certain parts of the uh, computer-assisted uh, driving that I would love to have in my car, uh, like uh, lane assist um, mm-hmm. or those blind spot indicators. Um, when we were at E3 two years ago, I got to drive this. I I don't think it was an Escalade, but it was like it was an Escalade esque kind of SUV. It was big and bulky and um, it was very demanding and very commanding on the road. But one thing I really liked about it was that anytime I would need to change lanes, there'd be a color coordinated indicator on the dash as well as an audible indicator letting me know if I'm good to go. And if a car starts to veer into the lane that I was going into, it'd be the like Kind of annoying, but very audible and very noticeable. Oh, oh, something's happening. Maybe I shouldn't change lanes. It's like, I like that because I almost got hit yesterday. So those that kind of thing would be useful. But um, having, having a car drive a little bit safer or, I guess, a little bit too much on the defensive, that's, mm. what, that's where people, I think the a- average driver just, doesn't quite understand like when i see a defensive driver my first inclination is oh you're a student driver um or you're a new driver or you're scared of driving but you have to drive so i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna be a dick about it i'm just gonna let you do what you do and get out of your way Mm -hmm. but if i see multiple people or in in the hypothetical that you're giving me and you're not a defensive driver, but your car is, and you're, in my view, slowing us down just for the sake of, oh, but the computer knows knows best, that's where I would get annoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't had, I've, well, I've had like one instance of the car slowing down when it shouldn't have, um, and that was mainly because the person that it was following was getting over into the left turn lane very slowly. Like their lane change took four 
ever, but they were already braking. And so like as a normal driver, I would just scoot a little to the right and go around them. But the car seeing, Hey, they're not completely out of my lane. I'm going to start braking. Um, braked when it, it should have like, I'm not saying it shouldn't have done that, but the a corrector corrector, a better response <laughs> would be to go around them and maintain the flow of traffic. That was the only right. time that it's ever like braked to a point where I'm like, Oh no, please. Thank you. That's actually a good, I'm glad you brought that up because it does, um, bode the question is, is your assistive driving assistive in the sense that this is what you get or is it actual AI where it learns and it will maybe not do it like that the next time? I would imagine it's not going to be learning. Okay. I'd imagine it's a what's you, what you get status. Maybe it's a WYSIWYG. they'll update it. Uh, yeah. What you don't see is what you get. Though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, Wicked Diddy Wig. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it, I wouldn't say it's going to learn or anything. Maybe they'll update it in some time and add X, Y, or Z feature or whatever. Ooh, uh, I wonder how much those updates cost. <laughs> that's another great question. Outside the warranty, obviously. Yeah. Within the warranty, I would expect any kind of updates to be, you know, covered. Um, There was a news article, and I don't know how accurate it was, um, but the headline read, new BMWs that include Apple Pay require 50 more dollars for, or rather, that uh, include CarPlay, Apple CarPlay, uh, will cost um, owners 50 more dollars to activate it. Oh, okay. So with your car, does it have uh, um, Apple CarPlay or yeah. Android uh, Auto? Okay. Both. Cool. Yeah. So Fantastic. So how how is um, – when, when I've talked to you – when I've talked to you over the Bluetooth of your older car, it was the worst thing. Like you hated it. Right. And you're, you're an audio guy and you, you're just like, nope, nope, give me a second. Oh, oh please. No, the um, thing the thing I really the hated new about the old car, and it sounds fantastic, by the way. Okay. okay. The thing I hated about the old car is if I was on the phone and the car connected to my phone, it would force the phone call over to the car. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. I don't want you to choose where my audio should go. I will tell you if I want it to change. Thank you. And the new That's car doesn't do me. that? No, uh, I haven't been in an instance yet where it would do that. So I don't know, but I'm going to guess We should yes. test that. I'm yeah, going to guess should. it will switch the audio because it seems like something that like maybe uh, normal people might want. Yeah. But for my personal preferences, I don't want the audio. No, it's because you're not a normal switching. person. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> don't know how to I, feel about that statement, but okay. <laughs> in the state of Utah, it's not illegal for you guys to drive and hold your phone up to your ear, right? Correct. You can be so on the phone, you can be off the phone, but you can't be... F- no texting, no Pokemon Go, no Harry Potter Go, whatever it's called. I get it. Right. None of that. Um, right. But with um, – so you've gotten used to that. And obviously here in the state of California since, I don't know, 2008, uh, the law was you put your phone down, partner. Um, so for me, if someone were to say, hey, this car will automatically connect your phone to the Bluetooth, so if you're – in the call, you'll still be on the call, but you'll hear it throughout your your speakers. 
to me, that is a huge selling point. That the, the like I like the creature comforts. I like the things that like in technology that make my life a little bit easier without having to think about it. And the way that my Bluetooth works now is that I have to turn my car on and then turn my Bluetooth on and then my phone connects. And so that's why sometimes you'll hear me like, wait, hold on, wait. Is like, your Bluetooth I, aftermarket? My blue, yeah, like it's it's a really confusing way to explain how my Bluetooth is set up. But essentially it's a Bluetooth dongle connected into the aux port of my non-Bluetooth car. That wasn't that complicated. You're right. It really wasn't that complicated. I mean, that's pretty much it. That's it. That's all it is, everybody. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the idea to, to me, because of uh, the annoyance of getting into the car and thinking that it's going to be connected to the car, but it's not, the idea that I could buy a car and it would just auto connect, just it, it's a really nice feature for me. Okay. Yeah. I I guess it's really to each his own. The time where it can be annoying though is if the car is not quite off well not quite on i guess is a better term uh it'll connect the bluetooth but the the radio system won't be turned on so you get the audio switched over but the audio is not playing through either the speakers or the microphone that's annoying yeah that's annoying okay there's there's an annoyance right there yeah and that and that you're talking about is the new car right uh, I once again haven't tested on the new one, but the old one definitely did that. Oh, that's that's what the old one did. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah, that's annoying. And I've done that. I've done that with um, a couple of conference calls actually, where I would be on the phone on the conference call and I would be talking, and I would walk back to the car so uh, I can talk without there being outside noise and everything. And I'll say stuff, and then I'll pause, and I won't hear anything. And then I'll look last minute like, oh, my phone connected to the Bluetooth. The Bluetooth is still on for some stupid reason. And my radio's turned off. So I turn the radio back on and I hear other people saying, yeah, thank you very much for that insight, Tony. I appreciate that. I'm like, wait, I, do, uh, I don't know if anyone had questions or anything. So. <laughs> um, but one of the things that you really loved about your other car is that when you turn the car on, turn the radio on, you would get a serious radio ad every single time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we don't have that. They actually Aww. asked us during the sale. They're like, okay, you can add Sirius XM and stuff for X amount. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> never. Literally Burn it in never. fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, you I'll know pay what? you to not put it in the car. <laughs> Look, man, um, I, I know that you have a lot going on your plate with everything, but uh, obviously I, I, I think that for the safety of both you and your wife and whomever else drives in your car, um, for, the, uh, for your job and its uh, continuing ventures into the mountains of Utah, this purchase, uh, while it might be grand for some people, it was needed for you guys. Yeah, I mean and, that old uh, car kept breaking down so much. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean it's 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 understandable for you know, oh, I drove over a nail that sucks to suck. So it's like, I mean, that happens with everybody. But you, you were having engine problems almost like once a quarter. <laughs> That's not good. So right. yeah, so I'm I'm uh, yeah, I'm happy for you guys. Yeah, a little and a little jealous, car. and a little jealous. <laughs> 
So I sold some hardware I wasn't using recently, uh, and I got a new toy using the funds from the sale, I guess it would be. What'd you buy me? Uh, I bought me an <laughs> Oculus Rift S. Oh, you got the new one! So is yeah. is this the one tethered or non-tethered? So it is tethered. The Quest okay. is the one that's non-tethered. Right, um, but the, the Quest is also not as powerful, right? Correct. So, okay, it's all, all right. built yeah. in, blah, blah, so, blah. So, so you, got the better, you got the better of the two, of the, of right. the two new ones. Uh, Man, you've been wanting a VR uh, rig for a minute. Yeah, yeah. The I, thing that's been really holding me back, though, is uh, all the lighthouses and stuff, all the external sensors that you normally have to have. The, the reason that I finally was like, okay, I'm ready to pull the trigger is, one, I had play money and two this one had no external sensors it's all built into the headset so it's kind of like the windows mixed reality headsets but this one's built by facebook yes okay all right does that bother you sorry i I know we're talking about the new i mean it's more like it's oculus it's oculus a facebook company right like it's still oculus owned by facebook not facebook building it Okay. So but going back going back to this. Okay, so first off, I've been to your your little abode. I've been to your your place. Um where where do you, where do you play? Do you move the table and or do you move the couches like into the corners like or or, or are you just playing games that you just sit down and you're like a fighter pilot? In your no, there's there's surprisingly enough room for most games without moving any sort of furniture right by my desk. Uh it's a tight space but like beat saber space pirate trainer those work uh they work fine like i don't really have any problems with those um if i wanted more room i i could easily move the couches out but i actually don't that often there's just enough space to enough to like walk around a little look around uh do various activities and stuff without having to run into objects or anything like that so when you are walking around your actual apartment, how do you set up your zone so you don't bump into the wall? So they have a, I don't remember whose brand has what name, but it's like a guardian system or something like that. Okay. Um, and basically when you're setting it up, you get this view of the real world and you have like a, like a spray paint can. And you kind of mark the ground around all the objects and say, I, uh, not to pass this point. And then you can set the sensitivity of this uh, invisible wall. So the closer you get to it, the more visible the wall is. And it'll start like, you know, getting more and more red as you get really close to it saying, hey, you're, you're going to hit the wall, dude. And eventually it will, uh, the whole wall in all directions will go bright red of like, hey, you are like inches from hitting the wall and then finally it'll make this like circle of you passing through it. Cause let's say maybe it's like a couch or something. So obviously you can pass through the top part um, and you can kind of pass through the wall. And then if you go through it, then the, it switches from game view to like outside view and you can start seeing your surroundings again and go, Oh, okay. So I'm, you know, over here in the room, I need to go back. What if somebody walks into your zone? Uh, uh, tell them to not. <laughs> like that's uh, that's, on, that's on you and uh that's on you and uh your uh people but this the the cool thing is 
the headset has uh, obviously a headphone jack, but it also has a like these built-in headphones, but they're not like pads or something that would sit on your ear. They're uh, in the headset band, and they're just like these directional headphones that kind of shoot the audio down towards your ears. It's not the best audio quality. It's not the the best audio, yeah. But it also leaves you without headphones, so you can still hear your surroundings. So let's say if my wife says, "Hey, I'm going behind you," I can, you know, say, "Okay, I'm gonna, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. I'm just not gonna back up." Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. There's an alien. (laughs) Smack her. Gotta turn around. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. High score. High score. Scared me the other day. No, she. So (laughs) I I was playing. I was playing around not in like an intense game or anything. So I'm just kind of looking around slow movements, that kind of thing, doing my thing. And she snuck up on me and then put a uh, uh, cookie dough right on my mouth. But I didn't know she was there. So all of a sudden there's cookie dough like touching my lips. And it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Oh, it's like, oh my god! What is that? Just well, you, like, oh like I'm not even smelling it at first, and so I just feel this like moist, soft material touching, and I'm like, "What in the crap is that?" Has she played? Has she played any of the games? Uh, none of the games she played. So there's these like VR worlds that Steam has that you can go and uh, just explore. So like. Uh, to give you an idea, there's one for the International Space Station, and me and a friend who was in it. Oh, I'll have to tell you about that. Uh, they we were in there hanging out for like a half hour on the International Space Station. Um, she I'm not got jealous a at all. near one to one scale of the Office from the Office. No, uh, really? Yeah. So she That's started. So she got cool. to go explore. <laughs> that and it's got like all these That's little so cool. Easter eggs in there of people's, you know, the mugs from one of the episodes or the teapot yeah. from another episode, and uh, yeah, it, it was this one to one scale or as did close have, as did have Kevin's be. chili pot? <laughs> no, 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 and it didn't have his M and M's either. Oh man, so, yeah. so was that fan made or that was made by NBC? Fan made for sure. Okay, okay, okay. all right. But it was really cool, and she how loved realistic it. did it look? Did it look like like uh, polygon shapes, or it was it, like things had textures to it and stuff? Textures and stuff. It, it was okay. like not not photorealistic, but it was what you would expect out of a high end uh, single person made mod. Okay, all right, I can definitely appreciate that. Yeah, like it looked really good. And it was very, like, everything looked familiar. Like, you looked around, and you're like, oh, yeah, there's that, and that's that, and that's that. Um, and she enjoyed it, which was the most important bit. Uh, no sickness? No motion sickness or anything? No, there's, they've, they've really worked on that. Like, I, I actually was playing a world that had, like, some simulation weapons and stuff. Yeah. And one of them is a simulation jetpack. And I was like, "Ooh, this will be the this will be the real test because this is yeah. like active motion." They had they had a jetpack and they had a grapple um, oh, that worked like much like the grapple in or a pathfinder. There you go. Uh, yeah, it it worked almost the exact same way, and that was although a little disorienting. Um, I, it didn't affect me that much. I mean, I I think for people I think you'd be who, disoriented anyways. Like if you had a real jetpack. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it it was the closest I what I've ever been to being sick in a VR, but it like being the person in control of it definitely helps. Okay. Like when you dictate, you know, going up, down, left, right, and all that kind of stuff, then yeah. you're able to kind of follow the movements more. Well, that sounds like fun, dude. Yeah, I got a chance to try the uh, the Quest and the S at GDC back in March here in San Francisco, mm-hmm. I think it was. Uh, so they weren't yet for prime time, so they were still in, not in their beta. infancy stage, but yeah, it was like between beta and full production. And okay. I was I was very impressed uh, with with the quest I did uh, Beat Saber, and for a game like that, it's awesome because nothing is tying you down. Like right. if, you, if you can do it properly, you can do a flip <laughs> and get and hit those blocks. <laughs> but um, yeah, the uh, they've really improved the screen door effect. I know the S also has improved um, latency as well as improved resolution. Um, it. Uh, the the comfortability of of it is much better than the first Oculus Rift. It it's uh the weight of it initially to me and I, you can correct me on this if you'd like obviously but to me it, it it felt top heavy at first but when you bring the the head strap to the back it kind of evens out. Mm-hmm. You know after after using it for a couple weeks now the biggest thing I can say is most comfort issues are user error. Honestly and truly nine, nine times out of 10, I would say if, if it's like giving your head uh, some pain, if it's giving you a headache, if it's doing any of that nine times out of 10, it's because you're wearing it wrong. Cause I I've had a lot of times where I'm like, man, my, the back of my neck is hurting and I'll sit there and kind of like fiddle with the way it's sitting on my head. And three, four minutes later, the pain's completely gone because I was, you know, had the back strap too tight or I had the top too tight or I had whatever, but it was, it's always been my issue. It's not been like, Oh, I I need to take this off and not wear it for a day or two. So because it doesn't have lighthouses and, and the like, how many wires do you actually need? Is it just one, one USB? Just one, just a, a USB and a display port. Okay. I'm asking these questions kind of like tiptoeing around actually hitting the buy button right now. Uh, <laughs> I've always wanted one, man, but like you've seen my you've seen my studio here and for me to be able to enjoy some the you know those games full fledged like it would be very difficult because I I would be so self-conscious like oh that's a oh that's another oh that's my speaker oh that's like okay all right I'm just going to stand here <laughs> like a stick this is stupid I'm just going to go to Andrew's house and use his VR and we can there do stuff go. there The thing the thing you really like have to ask yourself is like is do you have a, a point in the room where you can like sidestep once sidestep the other direction and you can swing your arms in basically any direction. Because if definitely, that answer definitely is not. yes. Definitely not. Aw. Yeah, I do not. <laughs> uh, I was hoping that my front room would do that. And maybe it will. Like, I have, a, I do have a front room slash living room that right now is kind of like a, a storage space for things for work um, and other projects that I have yet to uh, fulfill and complete. If I am able to organize that area and remove a bunch of boxes and things like that, I might have room over there. 
And then I would just need like an extension cord for the cables to go from my computer to the other room because I don't have to worry about lighthouses and everything else. So then I, I could maybe do it in the in the other room. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, you don't need as much space as you as you think you need. But if you want to play games like rhythm games and uh, maybe a shooter or something like that, you need just a, a a bit more than zero. Like there are definitely experiences for, you know, being in a chair and just sitting there. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if those interest you or not, but they are fun. Like I was doing that. That was that was something I was going to bring up, though, that going back to that. Um a friend of ours also has a VR headset. He has the Valve Index. The um, Valve Index? I've never heard of that one. That one's pretty cool, but we can talk about that at a later time. Uh, so we actually took the time to meet up in VR and uh, try out like the, the multiplayer experiences. Not necessarily like a game, but like those worlds I was telling you about. Uh, it was kind of surreal. Like we were hanging out on one of the solar panels for the ISS for like 20 minutes. And we're just like overlooking the world. And like, he's sitting on his couch. I'm sitting in my computer chair, but we're like next to each other and we're just chatting. And it's the most bizarre feeling in the world of like, we're here, but we're not here, but we are here. It was something else. It was something else to to be able to sit there and like think, like like you. It was so detailed too. Like the the world was there. You had all the stars and everything, and yeah, it was kind of crazy. Oh, so the Valve is basically the new Vive, <laughs> and oh, and they still have they still have base stations. Yeah, theirs are wireless, though. Oh. Yeah, so they plug into the wall, but you don't have to have a cable running to the PC. Yeah, but I don't have... But did you look at that price tag? I don't have $1,000. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The way that my bank account works. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. $3.99, you say, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. No, man, I, I think, um, I don't know if VR is necessarily like the near future to do telecommuting and things like that, but some of the concept work, like being able to, uh, be in a multi-space with other people and be able to have conversations with them and do minor kind of presentations. I've seen it. I've seen it done. Um, little inside baseball i've seen i've seen some of the things that we've done at microsoft with it with hollow portation and uh, we were showing some of it off last week or two weeks ago at um, at one of our developer and partner events show and it looks so cool like in vr you would see an avatar of me but it would look almost exactly like me talking to you mm-hmm. and if if we can get that, not just for Microsoft, but for every company, whether it's cross-platform from Steam to Oculus to Windows Mixed Reality, 
even down to Android and iOS, if we can get everybody to say, okay, we're going to use this stack, we're going to use this kind of facial recognition, and everyone can see everybody, it's going to look really, really good. Um, we're halfway there with deep fakes and, and face apps, so why not? Um, there could be a, uh, I could definitely see a future where uh, not every single meeting will be like that, but uh, it would it would uh, you know save on time, it would save on business trips that you really don't want to do, and uh, it would be a lot more productive. And I'm excited for that. I know mm-hmm. it's I know it's not really gaming related, and it sounds like really nerdy, but that's me. I I I'm looking at the 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 business aspect of this because without business you can't have the money and without the money you can't have the games so there you go no I'm I'm not even looking at any of that I'm more looking at like just the ability to go explore places that maybe you don't even have the physical capability of doing so I saw uh, it was a HTC Vive demo where it was a photorealistic experience where you're on a mountain and you hear the wind blowing through your ear holes and you see wildlife and things like that. And I don't know how it is now, but at the time you couldn't walk to the different areas on the mountain. You had to kind of teleport to different areas. So you would teleport to the summit and you would teleport to this other area and you could look over the lake. You teleport to this other area and you look over um, something else. There was one area, if you looked over, it gave you such vertigo. And <laughs> it was like, oh God, I'm about to die. And that <laughs> feeling uh, was thrilling because you, you have that like, oh my God, but then you realize like, no, I'm in a fries. Like I'm totally fine. I'm totally safe. Uh, except it is a fries. So maybe not. <laughs> but it um that was like version you know 2.0. We're very close to version 4.0 with the technology that we have nowadays. And to go back to your point, to be able to go to like Machu Picchu or to go to like Portugal or see the the island of Santorini and at least get a vibe of how things are and still be able to appreciate the setting in which that you were uh, wanting to uh, be surrounded by—that's that's that's huge. And I and I know some schools are doing it on a very low level with like Google Google Cardboard, and they're like um, mm-hmm. uh, getting kids to experience the Louvre, for example. Like, oh look, is the Mona Lisa? Like, oh my God, it looks so cool! I'm inside them. I'm in, I'm in Paris, and that's great. But now we're like kicking it up a notch and. Um, I, I'm, I, I can't wait to see what the, the next innovation is going to be. I'm too dumb to figure it out, but I know it's coming. There's always something on the horizon, isn't there? Yeah. And when it comes, it, it's one of those like, oh, well, of course it's that, but no one thought of it until now. <laughs> hey guys, thanks a lot for listening. This was a great episode. And, uh, although we did start late, you guys don't know that, but I'm glad we started. I'm glad we did it today. Quentin, uh, where can people find you? On Xbox and Instagram at Firewall. You can also find me at those places under Lazy Tech Tony. If you want to follow us on gaming, you can uh, check us out on Mixer under those names as well, too. Um, But back to the podcast, we have both a Reddit page and an Instagram page. uh, The Still Recording Podcast. You can just type those words in. You'll find it. And that's going to be it. 
You guys have a good one. We'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.